is get valiant. Number 171. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great on the big 171. It is the big 171. Um, <laughs> you're getting up there in age and doing great with it. Yeah. How you doing tonight? <laughs> John, are you there? Did it just get left, John? I am here now. Can you see me, hear me now? Yeah, I was asking okay. how you're doing all of a sudden. It just went to me, and I was like, I don't have anything to say for an entire episode. What the hell? I uh, I am blaming, um, I guess, that person, Livewire. Okay, it's her fault. Um, Eric. Eric. Yeah, this. Eric's in the Ethernet somewhere, maybe. Um, but yeah, rocking and rolling, man. Missed you last week where we talked a little bit. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about last week, but we talked about something last week, and it was really great. It was the fully loaded issue, wasn't it? That's right. We talked about Bloodshot fully loaded um, and reviewed that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wish I could have been here. Always but. missed. Always missed. And uh, yeah, lots of uh, new things within the news. I mean, um, don't have the breaking news, but it looks like Harbinger has been talked about that it's going to be coming, that it's in, it's in uh, post product or pre production. So. Yeah, that's great. Let's. Well, I guess we'll see what another studio can do with a Valiant property. Although, I mean, I was happy with Bloodshot, and I thought that the people involved with that did a great job. You know, but uh, we'll see what Sony wants to do. Or not Sony. It's Paramount, right? With yeah, Paramount's got this one. I guess we'll see. You know, I mean, you don't have to have a shared universe, but it would have been nice. But maybe Valiant can they can break their ground by doing something different by just trying to focus on an individual property and not trying to piece together a bunch of characters and a bunch of different storylines. And that's okay. You know, we don't have to be Marvel. It's great that Marvel studios has the opportunity to, to take like 20 movies and make it into one gigantic story in a universe. But, uh, you know, honestly for me, I'll be just happy with a couple of good movies. They don't have to tie in. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like DC movies to the most part, like they're probably best separate than they are joint. So, um, you know, oh, so yeah. they haven't done too well doing this shared universe on their end, um, but hoping that that changes up. So, yeah, and I and I do wish. I mean, this is a little bit off the the value. Like, I always wish that. I always wish DC would just be like, we don't want to be like Marvel. We don't need to do all these movies that are going to tie in. You know, ten movies on the line. Um, just, I think that they've done great with these movies like Aquaman and Shazam, where they're just they're kind of their own thing, right? You know, and I don't really like, uh, I didn't like Justice League at all. I don't care about Man of Steel. Batman v Superman is okay at best. Mm. Um, you know, I just, they just seem clunky. But I thought like Aquaman and, and Shazam, those movies, they're not trying to be part of some gigantic thing. They don't form the Justice League or anything like that. And they were fun. Those were just fun movies. They, they were super fun. And, and then against popular opinion, our guilty pleasure, Suicide Squad, to me, was actually pretty interesting. Uh, just because it was, a, it was a big group of characters. And, you know, I know that they're uh, working on a number two with um, Gunn doing the director, same director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I'm hoping that that comes out to be something pretty decent. But we'll, we, we'll see what happens there. But Harbinger coming out, I... I, I Assume they're still using the script by Eric Heiser, who uh, wrote Bloodshot, 
Um, he's done a lot. And I, I feel like this probably would fit more to his, uh, his realm uh, just by seeing what he did with secret weapons. Um, I feel like this is going to be a good spot for him to jump in. So I agree with that. You know, and it's too bad we don't get to see those characters. Or maybe we do. Who knows? But I doubt it. You know, I'm sure it's just going to be a very uh, basic Harbinger story. Basically, like, the origin, like, first, you know, what the first couple arcs probably bring up. But I do think that there's so much potential there. Especially right now where there's not an X-Men movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's just those old X-Men movies. Right. And if they were to do the timing right on this, you know, they could they could make this so this not it, so it doesn't come off like a x-men ripoff or an x-men clone if you will because psyops people being born with these abilities or having them unlocked it's a little similar to mutants but if they could make it so that they can make this material a little bit darker because like especially josh dysart's material is very dark right it's, it's not necessarily like mature reader but it's not for like kids you know so i think like they could differentiate in a lot of different ways so I guess we'll see. It's always hard to talk about this stuff when we don't have anything to really go off of other than it's pre-production. They're going to move forward. But it's it's exciting. I just hope this isn't like how Bloodshot was where – and um, this is – you know to go back to time before you came on, Eric and I used to talk like every week about Bloodshot. And we're like, oh, it's going to be in pre-production. We can't wait. And then like the next week we're like, oh, man, it's going to be in pre-production. What are they going to do? What do you think they could do? And it's like, shit, man. Like looking back on it. We were just so excited that like they're gonna finally do a, a valiant movie of like, anything that it's we, so true. I mean, we didn't have anything to talk about with it, but we were just, we always talked about it. So hopefully it's hopefully for the people who listen, it's a little bit easier going forward with like a second movie. Well, you think about it, we've known each other what three or four years now. And yeah, like we met at a panel and it was mentioned the bloodshot movie (laughs) so and it's just happened you know five months four months ago we finally got something and so it's just it is kind of funny to see that and kind of come back to it where we're going to be with this i know there was some staffing pieces you know before bloodshot even came out uh where they had you know talked about uh being fettelstein possibly being faith um there was the kid from maze runner i believe that they talked about being um, the character here for uh, Pete Stanchek. So, I mean, there's been quite a bit of talk of characters in the past of, of actors that have been rumored. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, still early, and um, I, you know, I kind of don't want to play that same game we did with Bloodshot because I felt like it, it led for disappointment to a degree because you're so anticipating. You're so much waiting for it. You're wanting it. You're wanting it. Yeah. Um, it can but, never yeah. it can never match up to like what your expectations are. Even if you're like, I hope it's just okay. I mean, you talk about it for three or four years and it's still it's just like it could have been better. <laughs> but it was still good. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean I did like it. I thought it was I thought it was really good, but Yeah. All right. And then I did you get a chance to get to that interview with uh um Matthew Klein at Comic Watch? Yeah, I did not get a chance to read it. All right. I do see that one thing that was in there. I'm looking forward to looking at it. None of the pre I I did get that none of the previous books announced have been canceled. So that's good. They will be releasing those and continuing with that. Um the one that kind of makes me a question that it hasn't been thrown out just because it was one issue away was the visitor. Uh, why that one kind of has been one of those. I felt like just throwing that one out there. I don't think it had big sales to start with. And so I felt like that one probably should have been wrapped up pretty quick. 
um, just like they did Quantum and Woody. Um, I was hoping that that one would be done. That way we could kind of, you know, because the story's already seeming forgotten because we didn't see that since March. So. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, it's hard with a miniseries when you, if you're going to take a big break from it. And I feel like Valiant's really hard anyway when they don't have huge sales and then say a series wraps up and you're like, okay, when are we going to see these characters again? Now we're in that situation with a miniseries where it's like, we haven't seen the, the contents of The Visitor for uh, like February, I think. Yeah. So now we're on August. I have, There's no uh, notifications as, as to when that series is going to pick back up again. So that's that's hard. That's really hard. And I wish they would just kind of get it out. Whether it's a one issue just to finish the whole thing off, or I don't know if it's one issue or two issues, but it would be great just to kind of get it done, just so we can... Uh, I want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like what's, how does this tie into the, the big value universe overall? Yeah. Um, just a lot of speculation on, we've had a lot of speculation, like how we feel like it's going to, mm-hmm. I just want to know. Yeah, exactly. I want it to close out. It's one of those ones that you want to see it closed out. Um, you believe it's going to have some good continuity points to it when it is wrapped up, or you would like to believe it to be because, because the last one really did too. the, the, the original visitor. And so you'd like to see that happen and come around. I, I think that's one of the pieces there. Um, and then you just look at new movies or new movies, new books that are possibly coming out. And one that I saw some interior pages uh, was uh, Joshua or Joshua Jeremy Hans, um, the final witness images that looked pretty darn good. He's a great artist. Oh, I agree. I have the ash can somewhere, but I've, I've never read it. I always thought like I would just read it once we got the, uh, Kind of a green light to do it. You know, once we get the PDS from Valiant, we would talk about it. But that's another book where we just don't know when it's exactly coming out. But I did glimpse at some of the pages. They look great in black and white. And then tonight, I finally got a chance to see the... I looked at the preview pages at the back of Rye that are colored. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Yeah. So, um, you know, with I, and that's going to be another book where I feel like I'm really curious how it's going to tie into the Valiant universe. It does seem really different. It seems very serious. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. A book can be too serious. That's okay. But it looks cool. And I like uh, yeah. Ray Fox writing. So I feel like it, it should be a hit. You know, It should be a good book. Because I feel like everything that he's written with Valiant has been pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. I think you know some serious books work from time to time. And many of the books, like I would say like one that's been successful that I feel can be good serious is Daredevil. Um, and that's worked out really good. And that's kind of yeah. that lawyer detective in a way. And so I think we're going to get something to that degree here, um, which which gets exciting. So um, in the chat, Scott Blurm's hoping that Ken Wannabe still gets to be Toyo, and I completely agree. I know the rumor was originally Bloodshot in credit with Toyo, um, so hoping that Paramount picks it up, and I, I'm right there with you. Um, he, is, he, he's, he is Toyo already, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, if there was any other news, kind of went over my head on some of this. So I'm not sure if you saw anything else or got anything else in there. No, I uh, I got nothing. I, I haven't been on the internet too much this week. The World Wide Webs, yeah. It's been kind of sparse for me as too, too, with too much work, too much things going on on that end. So, um, you know, I know that there was the talk about the headquarters is kind of moving. Uh, Valiant's still 100% rocking and rolling, so that's off. That's awesome to know. Um, I, that's what we kind of figured. 
and uh, we know that uh, XO's coming back, and uh, that should be going too. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a little bummed on the the uh, the offices moving. I've been invited a few times over the years, like to go. Like people are always like, "If you're ever in New York, go to the offices." I'm like, "Oh, I want to like so bad one day. One day I'm going to go to New York Comic Con again or something." And, or not again. I haven't been to it, but I've been to like all the other repop shows. But I'm always like, "Oh, I'm going to try and go to it." And and then it's like, "No, I can't do it this year. Can't do it this year. Can't do it ever." And you know, I mean, it is what it is. Not a big deal. It's not like you go you go to those places and there's writers there or anything yeah. like that. You know, it's just like the staff. But those are the people that I, I talk to a lot now. Yeah. I you know, people like Greg and um, you know, talk a little a little bit with Heather on Twitter, talk a little bit with Emily on places too or on here. So it's like I want to meet these people like in person or or re meet them, I guess. You know, I've met Heather in natural and, habitat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. And just to be there and see where, you know, Valiant's pretty much been at for a while and run into some of these that, that are behind the scenes that you don't get to see all the time. Um, you know, I know, like, uh, there's Travis, who's in, you know, part of market, not marketing, but um, he, he does things there. I forget what it is, licensings and uh, just a number of things. So just the guys that are in the back of it. So, um and then, yeah, and then uh, the statues, that is right. Thank you for reminding me on that, Greg. Those statues that are re, uh, that have been, came out on Facebook of uh, the reworked Bloodshot image, where he doesn't oh. look like Hellboy mixed with... Um, I, I, I seem know. to remember everybody hating how those looked. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that, I mean, like Bloodshot just looked ridiculous. Horrible. Um, I thought people were a little hard on the Ninjak one, though. I mean, like, it looked pretty good. They don't have to look exactly perfect. But I, I, I thought I saw something this week where the Bloodshot statue had a better head. Right. Still a big old so, RPG thing, which, you know, kind of cool, but... Yeah, it, that's it okay. Was way better. You could give Bloodshot, like, a hundred weapons all around him. I'd be okay with it, because I feel like no matter what, he would he would be the kind of guy who would just have a bunch of, like, guns and shit lying around. He's going to go to work. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, when it comes to that, that's something that's that that looks so much better. Um, I'm glad that they redid those. I know that they said they were going to not do the little the chibis. The chibis. They said I think they said there was only like 20 pre-orders. Which- well, I think that you know, with when you look at like where we're at right now, where DC just laid off a ton of people and people are moving offices and a lot. I mean, like. Look, I feel like Valiant's done pretty well as far as like how a lot of the comic book companies have been, mm-hmm. and it's bound to hit other merchandising avenues. So uh, I think Silver Fox Collectibles—that's who's doing it. Is that correct? Um, I'm sure it's hard to do statues, especially when like this stuff stuff starts to hit, just because people don't have jobs, people aren't working. These things aren't requirements of of enjoying your fandom. They're nice to have. But I mean, honestly, I've got like three statues, and it's hard to buy them. <laughs> They're like the last things I buy. Hopefully, these statues come out though. They they do look really cool, and they're way better than the uh, the Bloodshot giant figure that looks like Johnny Depp in white paint that came right. out, or like the gigantic Rice statue. Like that thing, it's cool. Bad, it's way too big. It's too expensive. It's that thing's gorgeous though, I, and, and I think sometimes you need some some high ticket items here and there. You need to get it across the board, right? Because you are going to get some fans that are going to do that. 
But yeah. the uh, the other Bloodshot one was really cool. Um, that was based um, off the Quarantine Studios. Did the other one? That one was cool. Yeah, I ha- and I have that one. I've been trying to talk Eric into buying one all the time because there, there's been times when I've seen him on eBay for cheap, and I'm like, Eric, come on, buy one now. But like, he he never has two pennies to rub together, yeah. so that doesn't happen. <laughs> yep. But I'll tell you what, though. Like one last thing about the statue thing is, I wish that. I would rather those chibis have made it out than like these the bloodshot ninja statues that they're working on now. Just because I think the high-end collectibles are great. They're totally great. I wish I had the money for them. But I also think if you have smaller statues like that, more people are going to buy that stuff. I'd have bought all of those because they were affordable. Yeah. And I guess that's just my way of bitching at me. I'm like, well, I don't have as much money as some people, so I want the cheaper items, you know. But I'm, I, whenever I've looked at statues, I actually look at busts a lot more. Especially like older Marvel ones that were produced in the '90s, I, I, I like a lot of that stuff. But the one bust that's what I, I still have like. to get is still I still have to get Shakespeare's head. <laughs> I have to get Shakespeare's head and have it lean back and be a, a button to get to the a back. Yes, with the head, and there's the button. Yep, got to get that. Well, this week was fun week because we got a good book that came out, and I'm excited for it. You excited for it? I am. That's Man, it. That's awesome. You were warned. I knew ahead of time that would happen, yes. <laughs> Dude, ride number six. Uh, Dan Abnett's back at it again. New new arc opens up. Uh, Juan Jose Rip is still doing some amazing art, getting some touches of Britannia with these Legionnaires in there and, and just some great anamorphic animals that are just it, – it, it's, it's a beautiful-looking book. Oh, yeah. So, like, a, a quick rundown, uh, you know, there's – we had all these different sectors that were a part of New Japan. And apparently one of them was a group of like positronic Roman legionnaires who were like entertainers and they've landed on earth just like a lot of people have, you know, and their populations, uh, mix of like positrons and humans from what I gathered. And they're kind of in like at a war with like the, uh, the animal people. And then Rai shows up and he's, he doesn't really want to get involved from what I gather, but he gets talked into it, kind of guilted into it, but maybe not even guilt. We can go in that part a little bit in a little bit of this discussion, but uh, he goes to broker peace. It doesn't look like it's going to work out too peaceful for him. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a cool element that happens. I mean, you were introduced to these legionnaires marching down and then they just get bombarded by these, you know, like the anamorphic, big old bear in the middle and actually that image was first shown here so i just yeah, gotta say right. that that image was first shown here on give valiant thanks to the connections at valiant thank you guys um yeah. but that was that was awesome seeing that and you know rye coming to save the day and dan talked about this in the interview that we had is just the way juan's doing these images of like the multiple rise making him look fast in that image and it's working so well how he's doing that and it doesn't look I mean, it does, but it doesn't look like there's like six rise at one time. But it's done in a way where you get the vibe. You really see that there's that motion within it of it happening fast. So I, I love that that you can you, you can get that just in the image, and it's not blur lines everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like it's so cool. Like those couple of pages where you see that. I want to um, go back to something you said when we first started talking about the issue, like that Britannia feel. I felt the same way. Once you get Juan Jose Rip, however it's pronounced, 
drawing figures from like the Roman era, you know, like I, I was like, oh man, how cool would it be if there was like a robotic Positron um, oh, Antonius? Yeah. Like that'd be so awesome, yes. you know? It would just be kind of funny because everybody talks about how that needs to tie in. And, and, and Britannia doesn't need to tie in ever. But that would have been funny if it tied in like that where there's just like one little like robot. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be super dang cool if it did. And it's, you know, the stories of him, their reenactment, right? With that. Yeah. Would, would be really cool. But ultimately, Rise saves the day. That's awesome. And then it is interesting how he's, how um, the one that's got the more human side of him is Ryzen. It's not Rai. Raijin's the one trying to get him to save it and broker peace within that, uh, basically, I don't know if you want to call him a tribe or that, that connection with the, the, those, these other ones. And it, it's just super, it, it's a great first issue to another art. Oh, I, I totally agree. You know, and uh, the, the leader of the Romans names like Tekus or Tekus. I think it's Tekus. It's not, that feels a little bit more natural rolling off the tongue. And I was really kind of taken back a little bit by how cold Rai is. Like, Rai is so cold and just brutal to the point where he's like, I don't care about, like, brokering peace. All I care about is, like, taking out father forever. So if these people need my help, oh, well, we should just go. And I kind of thought, like, you just don't see that. That kind of side in your main character in the book. You don't see him not trying to be the peacemaker for everyone, the one who's going to be the hero, the one who's going to be remembered. Uh, Rai's just like, I don't care. I just, I got a job to do. That's all I care about. So yeah, like he's 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 got some flaws. He's he's not perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's good to see that because I mean that's part of like the hero's journey is not necessarily wanting to you know take the journey and in, into that realm. I mean, he's got specific, and that was kind of, you know, programming, right? Because he is part, um, you know, machine. And so there's that programming that he's still trying to get over. But it's so it, the the other side, like, say, the alternate side of Raijin, who's who's not, you know, part human. He, he's, he's, he is what he is. And he's the one that's coming up with these ideas. He's the one that's showing these elements. And, and, and it, plays, it plays a really cool role. Um, but yeah, like you said, he is just, he's cold and he's, he's focused on what the, the duty at hand is. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes, it makes you kind of like Raijin a little bit more, I think, mm -hmm. just because he is kind of like the voice of the reader in a, in a sense. Um, he, he's the one I think who says a lot of the things that you kind of expect the hero to say, you know, like he's the, like almost like the good guy. Right. He's like, no, right? We've got to do something. We've got. We can save like the, these Roman positrons. We can save the animal people. We can make everybody peaceful. We, let's just work together. And right, just like so, it's it's really interesting stuff, you know. Um, one thing I thought was cool about this too is that we saw Spylock again, and yes. Chief or Tucker, the elephant guy, right. who uh, we saw him back in uh, Fallen World. Fallen World, yeah, and. Too bad Eric is not here because I thought for sure he'd want to talk about something that we see in the second the second time we see her in the book. We get that weird little blip where we see the red dot, mm -hmm. and then it says Ray, like help Ray. Right, right. A R A Y for sure. Yeah, and it's like is that is that the bloodshot nanites asking for help, or is that like a trick by Father? Because we really haven't seen Father too much in this. You know, we've seen a little bit of his his forces 
but we haven't really seen him. And uh, at some point, I feel like a right book is going to bring him into the fold. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really curious on that, where I was like, it's got to be a trick. It, it couldn't just be like the nanites going through their history and kind of looking for help, trying to overcome the new programming. Yeah, it, 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 it's a huge trip on that. Um, and I like how it's all tying. It's coming. It feels like it's all coming into tying together back from Fallen World. Um, and that, that's what makes this element great. Uh, some of the pieces I want to talk, I want to talk after the book because it's outside of the book that we're currently reading. Uh, but I feel like it pertains to this conversation. Um, yeah. And, and this, but the story continues to progress. The pacing is great. Um, I'm very interested in all the things happening with it. And I think that's one of the things that that make this book what it is, that make this story what it is, makes Dan Abnett like he's got great points of this book, you know, and it's a guy going after to save the world. But what good's the world to be saved if there's nobody left in it that's worth saving? And so I think that's where Ryzen kind of really gets into this realm. Um, and yeah, I hope that we get some bloodshot connected into it, connecting back to take over, you know, his, his, you know, 4002 body that father's taken over and, and seeing where that, that leads up to it's, it's all just, it's all coming together. And again, Dan Amnett's one to trust on it. I hope we're getting more of this to come uh, for a long time. So. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I just think like you, you can't. I mean, can you ever truly get rid of like the character father if you're going to have a Rye book? Because all we've really known with Rye for all the issues that we've ever had of him, we haven't had too many of them with Vei, but he's always faced off against father. Right. And it would be kind of interesting if if it was a little bit more of like fallen the, the earth. The, you know, New Japan has fallen to the earth. There's all these sectors, and you can help them and work on them too. Um, and I guess I look at it like that because I'm always so curious as to how long these books will last. You know, I mean, I'm not blind to the sales. I always read the stuff or some, I don't know why I even care, but like, I'm always like, how long can we get these books to stay around? You know? So, I mean, I just feel like, I hope people read this book because for one, it's really good. This is like, the, I think this is the best book that Valiant's doing right now. Right. And it doesn't matter who your editor in chief is. Or who's running the company? That's how good this book is. This book is this book would be good if Dinesh was with the company. Right. This book is good now. Right. Like this is good stuff, you know. So I hope people are reading this. Yeah. Yeah. Support this book, you know. So I I just hope this book can stay around so that we can see some of the things that Dan that would do. Right. Just because, like, when we got to talking with him, I just thought he came out so intelligent, Mm -hmm. and he seemed like he had a lot of passion for the character and for the Valiant universe as a whole, really. So I want to see him do a lot of stuff, you know, with Rye. And I love, and I've talked so many times about how much I like the 4001 storyline. So just buy this book. (laughs) Keep it going. Exactly. Get out there and buy it. You know, Scott has said he's already got into this book and he's read it. So I appreciate that, Scott. Um, It's one of those ones that's, you want to support this book to continue going. Um, That's where you need to buy that trade. You need to buy the, the ongoing issues on it. Um, when it comes to this, it's, I want to see Dan on this book and I want to see him on a current day type of book too. That way he could work in two different sand pits and just have fun and just go to work on it. But with that said, what you, what do you score in this book? Scoring it high 4.5. Uh, I think it's a great issue. I mean, you know, like it just didn't miss a beat and I'm sure that this one was printed up a long time ago. 
so that it's just been sitting around. But you know what? We got it this week through all, all of this pandemic stuff. It was a great issue. The art looked awesome. Dan Abnett doesn't miss anything with, with this new storyline. Um, I want to know what's going to happen with, with this bloodshot thing that Spylock sees. I want to know how – I mean, the, the issue ends with what looks like a really big fight on Rai's hand. So way excited for another issue. It's it's a bummer that we won't get one for another month, I assume. Yeah. But, oh, it was a great issue. Support this book. If you're if you're listening to us or you're watching and if you're like, I don't know if I want to buy these books – Bye, Rye. Rye is great. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I consider giving it even higher, uh, but 4.5 with this book as well. It's phenomenal. It's continuing to grow, and you know you're getting something out of each story. Um, it's kind of been the way each issue's been, um, and, that's, and it's continuing to base off of it. Um, and you're just getting to another level of each story of less like a video game. Um, and just getting to each kind of big boss kind of thing. Yeah, all the way for it, 4.5. So yeah. dig it. One of the things that I had a question that came out was leaked was images of Juan Jose Rip doing some bad idea issues. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, I hope that we keep Juan on this book longer. Um, I know that there's a bunch in the can, which is nice to know that because we got images of the anamorphic uh, tribe years ago, or years ago, months ago. You know what I mean? Months ago. I think Robert Myers sent us to it when we had Robert on the show, and that was February. And so it was so far ahead of it that I'm hoping that we got quite a bit in ahead. I know Dan had said that he's pretty far along as well. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we got a good 12 of this little creative team ready at um, least like, would yeah. be nice. I'm well, and, that- and one thing we don't really know with Bad Idea, which I think people should jump on that one too. It's, those books look like they're going to be a lot of fun. But we don't know anything about the story structure. So we don't know if we're dealing with one-shots, miniseries, ongoings. So, you know, it's possible that while there's been this big lull in the publishing side for all the publishers – Maybe Juan Jose Reap was just doing something there real quick, you know? And he works pretty fast. His, even though his, his art's super detailed, he seems like he works pretty quick. So, I mean, it would be great to see same writer, same artist just keep plowing along. But, I mean, realistically, like, a guy has to kind of work where he can get work. Right. You know? And I guess we'll just see, you know? Yeah. But, like, I really hope it that we just get a lot of him. He's one of my favorite artists. He's one of my favorite artists ever. And I really like that kind of style. Him and guys like Jeff Darrow. Jeff Darrow, exactly. <laughs> um, those are just like my favorite artists. And so I'm just like, keep that guy around. I, I like looking at the stuff he does. You know, just to look at is just fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's so... We were talking about earlier why you see motion, right? It's a still picture, but you're seeing motion, which says a lot about the guy's uh, point of view, uh, about how he's portraying the story, um, his images, his his point of his angles that he's going with. It's just great, like you know, setting up pages. It's it's good. It moves your eye so well. Um, I I dig it. I like his facial expressions. Um, there he does just a good job of you know making the characters like basically emote and i'm i'm for it so i do hope we get more of him and again we talked about dan we want more dan on m- multiple things i uh, want him to stick around for a while yeah totally in agreeance 
All right. Well, one thing is we have some stuff coming out in the near future, don't we? I think so. Um, so we could take a look at something like that. That's going to be happening soon in the future, one day. Um, and then hopefully we'll have Eric back in a moment. But let's kind of see. It said it backwards. Oh, well. But coming next week, you saw it for a quick second. We are going to be talking Dr. Tomorrow uh, closing out. And we're going to have Alejandro Arbona here uh, to talk with us uh, about the adventures that was Dr. Tomorrow's first little mini arc. Or Yeah, there's five issue. Um, introduction, though, Dr. Tomorrow. Yeah, that was like the, the best part of my week, I think, was when uh, uh, Greg from Valiant was like, hey, you guys want to have Alejandro back on to talk the, the issue because it comes out next week. We've loved it. We've all thought the, the issues have been great. And it just seems like overall even the community is kind of like rallied around this book too. So hopefully it, this will be another good discussion. And, and if you guys are listening to this or watching us, ha- get your questions ready, you know, because – we can ask whatever we want, but if you have questions, it's a great chance to, to to get what you have to say out there. Just, you know, different points of view are great to hear. Yeah, I, I think the first time we had him on was before issue number one even came out. And so we were talking in code because we got to read it already. Um, so it's going to be nice to fully open up, talk about it completely, get spoilers. Um, remind you that uh, Alejandro was once an editor at Valiant. So there's going to be lots of little calls to continuity within there that we're seeing, maybe not seeing. Um, so be looking um, just for those little Easter eggs that are out there. And um, let's, you know, let's have a chat. Come with us. Um, if you can't make it, get us on Facebook and connect with us there. That way we could ask those questions for you. Yep, totally. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, you know, World Wide Webs. Comment down below if you're on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, mail. You can mail Josh. Send, put a stamp on a postcard, mail it out. However, you got to do it. However, man. Uh, pigeon, carrier pigeon. Uh, Smoke signals. <laughs> Morse code. Yep. Pony Express. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that we're getting multiple books, right? So this is, I mean, yes, Bloodshot um, was already re released. But this was a brand new issue, brand new arc. We're getting close of a, a really good story coming out with Dr. Tomorrow. Um, and so it's nice just to continue to be getting this, uh, these comics. You know, getting a Valiant comic book, um, you know, is great. I will take, a, honestly, I think I would go with the Valiant comic every week than a comic, than like two or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that every once in a while there'll be dead weeks. I would rather have, like I said, I'd rather have one a week than a an empty week at all. Or you know, so very true. I, you know, what? and honestly, like I I don't know how long it is until we can get back to normal with the publishing side. But I I can't wait till when we. It's weird how we used to be like I wish we could just get like seven or eight nine books. You know, I'll be happy when we're back up to six at this point. You know. Well, <laughs> It's, it's, it's weird how the it's weird how it all works. It's like I'll be back. I'll be glad we're just back to six. Right. <laughs> it is. It is an interesting uh, position. It's kind of like uh, you know, it's it's been weighed on us to here's what you got, and now the expectations a little bit lower. Um, looks like September 9th, ride book one, the trade comes out. So 
Um, if you haven't read Rye number six and you're still here, I don't know what you're doing, but you should have been reading Rye the first arc. Um, and then Bloodshot number eight, Rye number seven, um, and then Quantum and Woody's trade comes out. So we're getting in September, we're getting a Bloodshot and Rye. So we're getting two brand new books in September. Um, and then that's kind of what we look at so far. October, through two books again, Bloodshot Ride. November starts out with uh, Exo Manowar. November yeah. 25th. What is it? Almost Thanksgiving. So, yep. Man, you know, and, and there's been so many books that were supposed to come out this year that we we have not even seen. You know, we didn't get Shadow Man, Final Witness. I mean, Final Witness came out as a dash can, but, like, that doesn't count. So I think a lot of it's just like, when are we going to get back to having all these books? But slowly we'll slowly get there but we'll get there yep that's right <sighs> we'll get there i want to thank everybody for jumping on we had sean hayes and scott bloom greg look like we had more people in the chat that didn't join the chat if you're on facebook i know there's something with Streamyard you have to do to get onto the chat here um but do that if you can, um, if not, join us on YouTube here and subscribe and ring that bell so you get to these live and you can join these live if you're watching this afterwards um, because in the chat's kind of fun to communicate back and forth with all y'all. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for showing up. And uh, we'll be back next week with Alejandro. So come out and, and watch. We'll, we'll be blasting our Facebook and Twitter pages with all the info on that every day if we can. So uh, we won't let you forget. <laughs> Yep, yep. We'll put a link in. Uh, you probably should see a link tonight or tomorrow of that. And uh, just go ahead and put the alerts on it and put it on your uh, alert button and uh, get ready for that video. So. All right. All right. Well, on that, this has been Get Valiant 171 signing off. There is no Eric Baumgard, but I am Josh Rathbun. And I am Hoosier. So, stay. everybody, stay valiant. Stay valiant. Or else.